I don't think I can do this. Like this isn't attainable for me. It's just something celebrities can do and certain people can do. And that's not the case. Yes, it's surreal concern. We'll be very honest. Surrogacy is not cheap. Surrogacy is a beautiful way to grow your family. And I think as marketers, as a marketer, it is my job to communicate that, but in the right places. How is it like to be navigating as a marketer on the sensitivity of an impossible dream that is now possible for intended parents. We could very easily run ads that aren't 100% authentic um, just to get that click or just to get that lead. Um, but that's not something that we do. I can't wait to send you a baby photo. <laughs> it is so easy to come to work every day knowing that I am playing even a small part in helping people grow their families. Welcome to Meaningful. Marketing, mentoring, mattering. With me, Joseph Alcantara. Together, we'll uncover the power of purpose. Experience mentorship magic. Unpack ways to make a difference and find transformative journeys as a community. Welcome to another episode of Meaningful. Marketing, Mentoring, Mattering, with me, Joseph Alcantara. And today, my very special guest is someone who works for a brand in a service that's very personal and close to my heart. So I think this conversation is going to be quite heartfelt compared to the other conversations that I've had in the past. Um, her name's Christine Marsoli. She is a seasoned writer marketer and creative leader with more than two decades of experience building and voicing brands across all platforms. Her experience includes creating content, conceptualizing big ideas, providing insights for paid media, and mentoring a team. She is currently the marketing director at Circle Surrogacy, and she and her husband, are actually parents through surrogacy. By day, Christine infuses her professional and personal experience into marketing to intended parents, just like me, surrogates and egg donors. And by night, she's cooking up dinners for her family, playing with her son, and most importantly, sneaking off to Target. Please welcome to the podcast today, Christine Marsoli. Hi, Christine. Hi, Joseph. How are you? I am good. How are you? I am doing well. It's thank you for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you today. And thank you for saying yes. As I've said earlier, this topic is very close to my heart, aside from marketing, surrogacy, as I'm part yeah. of that journey right now. So let's start from the very beginning. Take me back on your meaningful life story, perhaps your background on childhood and then where you are today and how you landed on your role with Circle. Ooh, how long is this podcast? No. So um, my all the way back to my childhood, I can say if I look sort of where I am now in life, what has possibly led me here from my childhood, it probably would be that I was always writing. Um, 
and stories. I, I remember being nine and just filling up, you know, lined notebooks with stories. Um, I'd lay across the back seat of the car. We didn't use seatbelts back in the seventies. Um, and writing stories. Um, and that probably led me to where I am today. A lot of what I do as a marketing director and content creator is writing, um, and sort of finding a voice um, for a brand. So I would say that is probably something from my childhood that definitely led me to where I am professionally. Um, but I also think on a personal level, um, as you mentioned, I work at Circle Surrogacy. Um, and that is very important to me because I am able to combine my professional experience with personal experience. So my husband and I, our son um, was born through surrogacy. Um, in God, he's nine now. Um, so it seems like forever ago, you're sort of just at the beginning. So I remember what that felt like, um, at the beginning of the journey. Um, but, um, Circle was amazing, um, and a great partner for us during our journey. And it just so happened. I was at a, a time in my life when my son was about two. Um, I was working at a creative agency. I had a really long commute. Um, I was probably in the car for three hours a day, um, and I just felt like I was missing out um, on a lot of stuff. Two is a great age. Um, so I was able to connect with Circle, and they sort of had a need that fit my background. And um, I guess it was fate, um, and I was able to work remotely. So, And I've been with Circle since 2017, so a while. Wow. It seems like, you know, it's fate, definitely, and destiny for you because it's a combination, as yeah. you said, yeah. like personal experience and your professional background meshed together. That's matchmaking. Mm -hmm. What else can you ask, right? <laughs> <laughs> but right. Um, I think for, you know, for a service or, you know, an industry that is very highly regulated, um, I think marketing in that kind of industry is quite challenging as well, right? Because you have a lot of, you know, um, challenges or difficulties or misconceptions that you would have to kind of address head on. So what's your take on, you know, how the industry has evolved and transformed over the last couple of decades, especially that it is still a relatively new industry? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, speaking from personal experience, my journey was quite a few years ago. So we started our process back in 2008. Um, and we had a little bit of a long journey. We had some bumps in the road, which can happen. But I remember when we started out, there really was not that much information out there. Um, and we, the way we came across Circle was on TV. Um, it was a special, I think it was like CBS Good Morning or CBS Sunday Morning or whatever it was. There was a segment on surrogacy and the founder of Circle happened to be on there. And I was a little like, oh, well, let's look into this. But honestly, there were, there was not, we did not have everything at our fingertips like we do now. And it wasn't as well known. So, I mean, now the amount of information that is available to those interested in surrogacy, either, either as parents or, you know, as being a surrogate. Um, I mean, there are webinars, there's conferences, there's a tremendous amount of information online. Like it's really pretty amazing. Um, you know, you asked about the last few decades, I would say the last five years, the transformation has 
been incredible. I mean, I think social media has played a very big role in the evolution of just knowledge and education about surrogacy um, with people sort of just sharing their personal journeys. Um, celebrities uh, talking about their surrogacy journeys have definitely sort of brought surrogacy to the forefront as a viable option for people looking to grow their families. Um, and I think surrogacy itself, like surrogacy programs have evolved. Um, and what I mean by that is, so I'm, I obviously have very intimate knowledge of Circle. Um, Circle now offers parents an all-inclusive fixed cost program, right? And it is something that was not available when I went through my surrogacy. And man, do I wish that it was, because what ended up happening was we hit a couple bumps. So it cost more than we thought it was going to cost. Whereas now Circle is like, hey, pay one price, no matter what happens, like you're not going to pay a penny more. Um, so if there are intended parents listening, like the fixed program is worth it. Like I wish I had it when I went through my surrogacy for sure. <laughs> so those are some of the evolutions that I'm just like, wow, this is amazing that what is available now. Yeah, I cannot help but relate because first, when you've mentioned about social media and a very democratized knowledge sharing right now, that's where I got my information. And I think, you know, the industry, oh, okay. yeah, exactly. The industry as a whole um, and the service providers, even if you're competing in the same field, you're kind of helping each other as well as you target us, the market, because we get to know more of the information and being educated as a first step is really very important. So to me and my husband, when we were exploring, we were thinking that, okay, let's uh, do our research. Let's look at all the resources that we actually can get our hands um, into. And then from there, decide what the next steps would be if this is the right process for us, for example. And to me, that is very much marketing driven. I would see that that's something that you would be personally doing because that's the field that you're in in this particular business, right? So my question now would be, how is it like to be navigating as a marketer on the sensitivity of an impossible dream that is now possible for intended parents, but still there are limitations. If you're going to wear your marketing hat, you know, what's how is a journey like as a marketer in this kind of industry? Yeah, so it can be challenging. So I think, you know, first and foremost, surrogacy is a beautiful way to grow your family. And I think as marketers, as a marketer, it is my job to communicate that, but in the right places. Um, and like you say, like we need to reach the right people. And that can be partnering with like-minded organizations, um, using a lot of our own tools to communicate. So whether that is a webinar or a podcast, um, that is, those are sort of tools that we will use, but there are challenges, um, you know, with my marketing hat on, you know, I can speak specifically to paid media, um, and our friend Google. Um, so paid ads on Google, like we have restrictions, um, because surrogacy and family building is considered a protected category. So we don't have as many resources available to us as, let's say, like a sneaker brand would have. Um, so there are some challenges that we need to navigate as far as targeting, um, what we can say. They'll limit our ads. Um, so we definitely face challenges um, like that. Um, but I think you know, at the end of the day, it's our job to sort of uphold privacy, 
um, and really meet intended parents and surrogates where they are and just, you know, be as open and honest about the process as we can in those channels that we're able to communicate with them. That is great. A great challenge, but you hit it in the head, like the right solution, finding the right people who would really need those mm -hmm. information. Because I remember going back to my personal experience, there were, I think, a lot of incorrect information or misconceptions out there that yeah. if you just trust Google, for example, or AI right now, you might fall into the trap of wrong information that will lead to the wrong decision. So I think my question now is more about what are these um, misconceptions about surrogacy and the modern way of family building and how are you addressing that in your practice? Yeah, I think probably one of the biggest misconceptions for those who are just starting their research, which, as you said, educating yourself in research is 100% the way to start. Um, it's There's a thought that I don't think this is, I don't think I can do this. Like, this isn't attainable for me. It's just something celebrities can do and certain people can do. Um, and that's not the case. Um, you know, I will say, you know, surrogacy, there are, you know, financial, um, you know, implications with, with surrogacy for sure. Um, but, you know, I like to say, like, we circled a surrogacy for like the regular people. Like I am a regular person. You are a regular person. Um, and we are finding a way, you know, we, I have found a way you're finding a way to sort of build your family. Um, you know, and without that misconception that it's not attainable for me. Um, I think another misconception is that it's science and that nothing can go wrong, right? Um, but, you know, it's, you know, you're working with doctors and there's an embryo created and it's, you know, PGA tested and, you know, it, but you may experience a bump in the road um, because it is scientific, but it's also human. It is a human experience. Um, and at the end of the day, a surrogate pregnancy is a pregnancy and it has the same potential risks and challenges that a traditional pregnancy would have. Um, and that's not to say you shouldn't go on this journey because 100% you should. Um, but I think there might be some misconceptions of it's going to work the first time. And that's not always the case. And I think sort of having that understanding that that, that reality going into it, I think it, it sort of helps sort of manage expectations and sort of prepare you for what's ahead. Yeah. Spot on all these things that I really need to hear right now. And I think, <laughs> and I think the other thing, like personally to me as a, you know, as, as an intended parent, I love how Circle educates their intended parents that, you know, it's not like getting into a shopping cart and when you're ready, when you have the finances sorted, you can get it in one go. Patience is truly a virtue that's very important in the process that we are learning right now. Because, you know, to mm -hmm. your point, ultimately, you know, science is there, but also there are other factors or other variables that are not within our control, which I think mm -hmm. you guys did a great job when it comes to, you know, scaling that kind of information or education to intended parents like us. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they no, call it a journey for a reason, right? That's true. Um, <laughs> It's they call true. it a journey and, you know, and it's why we ask intended parents, like, please put your trust, put your trust in us, put your trust in your surrogate, put your trust in the process, and we will get you there. 
we'll get you to that finish line. True. So you've, you've spoken about journeys, right? So now when it comes to your personal journey in building uh, the Circle Sargassi brand and making it really well known in, you know, the industry, um, what were the greatest business learnings you've learned um, as you're building the brand, as you're supporting the company in terms of where it is right now? Absolutely. So I think the biggest takeaway from, you know, me, for me working as a marketer and sort of building the brand, as well as the folks that work on the teams talking with intended parents day in and day out, um, everyone has a story to share and it's our job to listen. And I think by listening to our intended parents and their needs and what they felt was missing when they were doing their research or questions that they had that we weren't able to answer, you know, on our site or they couldn't find what they were looking for. That has really played a big part in how we've shaped the Circle brand and the resources available to our intended parents. Um, I think the other biggest, not really lesson, but something that, you know, we all follow at Circle is like, there's no judgment, right? Like we create a safe space for all of our intended parents and surrogates. um, And as a company for everybody who works at Circle, um, you know, we help families from all walks of life, from the United States, from across the world. um, And again, like there's no judgment there. Like, Our job is to bring together surrogates and intended parents and create families. And I think one of the things that Circle, you know, is able to provide parents that some other agencies might not be able to is, you know, just about three decades of experience. And, you know, we never like to say we've seen it all because then something will happen and we'll be like, whoa, we've never seen this before. Um, But we've seen a lot. And Circle has been able to take that experience and working with intended parents through challenges or bumps or situations that have come up. And they're able to sort of take that experience and then put it back into Circle's programs and learnings for staff so that they are sort of prepared as much as they can be for what might arise. But also it's how we shape our programs and it's how we make them better. Like we are constantly looking for ways to improve the process. Um, Again, I had talked about sort of that fixed cost that came out of just the learnings of having seen so many journeys and what parents were paying and what was happening and what their thoughts were. And that's sort of where that came out of. So it's really listening to our intended parents and our surrogates to make ourselves better. That is beautiful. And I'll be honest, that's one of the reasons why we've chosen Circle, because to your point, you're serving the world now. It's such a huge brand being built and servicing not only folks from the U.S., but outside. But I personally still feel that the one-to-one approach is still there. Um, You don't Mm -hmm. feel that it's a transaction, but it's a very personal, customized approach based on the needs of the uh, intended parents that are really very much different from one over the other. And I think bringing in your insight about the fixed cost, yes, it's a real concern. We'll be very honest. Surrogacy is not cheap, mm-hmm. but there is a nope. way and there is a need when it comes to how do we resolve that initial major hurdle. And I think being able to come up with a program or a project that alleviates that somehow is very, very Mm -hmm. insightful and also very solutions oriented. 
Um, so with that, I'm sure that despite the challenges, at the end of it all, there'll be fulfilling aspects to what you do as a marketer at Circle. What will be the most fulfilling aspects in your role that you experience every single day or since 2017 to where you are now? Yeah, I think that's that's actually the easy one. So it is so easy to come to work every day knowing that I am playing even a small part in helping people grow their families. And especially, it's very close to my heart having gone through this process. Um, I've been in their shoes. Um, and, you know, as I said, like there's so much more available to them right now. So the fact that I probably can help if I know I help one person or two people like that is very fulfilling to me. Um, when we get baby photos, that is just, that's the best part of the day. When you see the baby photos come through and the thank you so much for helping us grow our family, like that is probably the most fulfilling part of any day is when you see those smiling faces and those itty bitty babies. Um, that's really what makes it all worth it for sure. Ah, I can't wait to send you a baby photo. <laughs> uh, you better send a baby photo. Hopefully it'll come, you know, soon. Knock on wood. All right. So yes. um, what else would you want to ask for your job? Because it's like, to your point, literally bring, helping bring a life, no matter how small your contribution is. It's like literally <laughs> bringing a life to a family, hoping and praying and wanting, you know, that kind of fulfillment. It is really, really great. Um, as you go through the process, though, I'm sure that, of course, a business is a business. A brand is a mm -hmm. brand. You need to build that. You yes. need to, at the end of the day, support the business to make it flourishing, right? And to make it successful continuously. Um, and I'm sure that in terms of your brand's mission and values, it is grounded on your non-negotiables, the do's and don'ts, the philosophies mm -hmm. as well. So what are those non-negotiable values that you personally and or circle continue to uphold despite of your brand really scaling and really, you know, servicing the world right now? Yeah, I would say there's probably two that rise to the top for me. And I think the first is transparency. Um, so much of circle is built on transparency. Um, and that is not only in communicating with our intended parents and just, you know, being very upfront, as you had said, sort of, you know, having the team sort of prepare you, um, here's what you can expect. It's, you know, it, you might not have a successful transfer on, on the first transfer and, you know, just really being open and honest about what the process entails, um, and being really transparent about our costs. I, I will say that is one thing that I'm so proud of Circle for doing is at any given time, an intended parent can go on and download a detailed cost sheet as to exactly what they are paying, where it's going, how much it is, um, instead of sort of this nebulous, like it might cost you this. Like we are very transparent as to here's what it costs um, and here's what you can expect. Um, I think the second um, non-negotiable is acceptance. Um, I would say almost half of our intended parents are from the LGBTQ uh, community. Um, and we are so proud of that. Circle was founded by a gay man um, who was a lawyer and a dad through surrogacy, um, even before he started Circle. 
Um, so, you know, our programs are designed in a way that, you know, we have LGBTQ community members on staff and, you know, you come to circle and you are able to ask those hard questions and get very honest answers. Like, what is it going to be like for me to raise a child as an LGBTQ person, you know, when they're older and they get asked questions and why do I have two dads? And like, we have people on staff who have gone through that and they are able to answer those questions. So I think acceptance and really just creating sort of that safe, open space for um, all of our intended parents is really important to us. That's great. Transparency, acceptance. Yes, it should be the kind of value, I think, of any you know, surrogacy agency because it should be reflective of what us intended parents are hoping to achieve. And I think, you know, that being communicated and being brought to life and really shown on practice is very, very important. And I think you as a marketer has, you know, looking at all your social media posts, look at all the content of your website, I would have to applaud that because it's very reflective of what you just said. Um, but making that trickle down is, I'm sure, a challenge sometimes as well, because you have custom pieces for different kinds of clients or intended parents um, and making sure that that is being, you know, um, brought to life by all your employees or your staff within Circle. So what's your management style like or your mentoring style like when it comes to, okay, this is the marketing directive. This is our big story, our big idea. How do you cascade that and make sure that it becomes effective and successful down the line across all the channels? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, speaking directly as a manager of a team, um, you know, anybody who joins the team and this sort of goes beyond the marketing team, we do a deep dive with them on the Circle brand. So from day one, they understand what Circle is about, what Circle's mission is, and what everybody is here um, working towards together. Um, <clears throat> and we also sort of help them understand how to take that brand and utilize it in their day to day. So in their communications with intended parents. Um, or in the case of marketing, in their marketing. Um, so speaking specifically to the marketing department, like we, you know, transparency we just talked about, um, you know, we could very easily run ads that aren't 100% authentic um, just to get that click or just to get that lead. Um, but that's not something that we do. Like we are very truthful in our ads. Um, we don't inflate, you know, we don't reduce what, what it could cost, or we don't inflate what a surrogate could, you know, make um, just for the, the purpose of that. Like we, we take that transparency and we are um, very genuine in all of our marketing. Um, as far as my mentoring style, like I, you know, I in, I infuse that um, in my team every day. Like I have my virtual door uh, is always open for them. I'm very accessible to them. I think, you know, in our conversations, just reiterating what Circle is about and sort of helping them shape whatever they're working on, whether that's um, an email or a, a social post or whatever it might be, and just making sure that it is in line with our brand, um, you know, 
if there's a phrase I say too much at work, it's like, let's make sure this is on brand. Um, that's probably, I literally must say it a hundred times a day. Um, and I think creating that environment where people can feel comfortable coming to me. Um, I like to empower my team to make decisions, um, give them all of the tools that they need and sort of send them off uh, to do great things. Um, and then honestly, I ask for feedback, you know, like what else can I be doing? How better can I support you? Um, because it's important for me to know sort of where my gaps are um, so that I could help them be the best employee that they could be. Love that. Spoken like a true leader is like, you know, being able to show the example of this is a story. This is what's on brand, but also listening to the feedback and continuously learning, which I think is very important for folks like us who are already leaders yeah. in our field, but also at the same time, having the humility to understand that we don't know everything right at this moment and being able to infuse the learning mm -hmm. on every single day, which is great. Um, so now let's look at the lighter side of things, especially that you've, when I read your bio and you sent it to me the other day, I was like, I was so intrigued by the sneaking off to Target, which honestly was my uh, favorite. Yes. You talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> How was it like, you know, being a mom of a nine-year-old boy right now, being a wife as well to your husband, and then, you know, being exposed into a lot of um, intended parents, but also at the same time, you know, having that work-life integration, because that's what they're saying is the name of the game right now. How do you manage all this in your personal life? And how do you make sure that you wear all your hats successfully and you're also enjoying yourself with all the roles that you play? Yeah, um, it's, it's not easy. Um, but, you know, I think it's all about prioritizing what's important. Um, and when I did send that bio over, I chose the word sneak off to Target very specifically um, because the days are packed and, the you know, my days of spending Saturday mornings just, you know, walking around Target, you know, those days are long gone. Um, there are other activities and other things that are sort of filling the days now. Um, I think finding the balance is important. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, like working from home and working remotely, like those lines can get blurred pretty easily because you are literally always only like five feet away from your computer. And like, do you not hear that team's message coming through all the way from the kitchen? Like you do. Um, but I think, you know, keeping those boundaries and setting them and, you know, making time for what's important and prioritizing but also knowing like you have responsibilities in certain areas of your life. And I feel, I feel successful if I'm able to fulfill the responsibilities that I know I have on a daily basis. And sometimes that means prioritizing one a little bit more than the other. Um, but sort of looking at it, not only on a day to day, but more backing away a little bit and saying, okay, like, how did I do this week? Right. Like, did I give everybody the attention that they need? Um, and, you know, it can be challenging, but, you know, we do it. Um, and I think, you know, being able to share my personal story when I talk to parents and surrogates during the week, like that is very rewarding to me um, as a job. Um, and I think that also helps me have that sense of success to the point where I've gotten to where I am and I can sort of take that little bit of my personal life and infuse it into my professional life. 
delving deeper into, because you've mentioned success, right? I'm sure that when you were starting your career compared with where you are today, because a lot of our listeners are, you know, um, first jobbers, newbies, so finding mm-hmm. their way into their, you know, the various fields that they're currently in. Um, how do you define success now and has it changed over the years? And then probably to double up on another question would be if there are, you know, folks listening to us right now who are starting their careers in marketing, who are having a hard time when it comes to finding their way in that path or in that journey, what would be your, you know, suggestions or insights for them to consider? Yeah, I think so has success changed? Like, yes, I would say when I was starting out, success was like, I made it to happy hour and I'm able to pay my rent, right? Like that, that was a successful, uh, that was what success looks like. Um, and it definitely has obviously changed now that I've advanced in my career and I have a family. Um, I mean, as I said, success now is being able to find the balance between work life, giving everybody the attention that I want to be able to give them and being able to spend time doing things that I enjoy, right? Like you don't have time to do stuff that makes you like, meh. Um, you got to focus on the stuff that truly makes you happy. Um, so that's sort of how it has changed for me. Um, I think as far as advice, um, marketing is tough. It is a tough field and it's a tough job market out there. Um, I know from some, you know, friends of mine who are sort of looking for new opportunities, um, you know, it can be hard. I think if you're able to really hone in on your skill set and what, what it is, marketing is really broad too. So what is it about marketing that you love doing and really sort of try to focus on that and, you know, find a role or carve out um, a space where you're currently working, where you can really shine with, you know, that piece of marketing that you love to do. Um, That is a great way to sort of make yourself stand out and sort of start to provide sort of those stepping stones as you advance in your career. Um, You know, being able to match your skill set and your marketing background with something you're passionate about um, and finding a company, you know, if you love animals and it's a dog company or whatever it might be, um, that's a great way to to sort of help find that that balance and that feeling of success and, and happiness, I think. That is great advice. I love uh, the last piece that you've mentioned because it's very tangible. And I would say, I mean, even if people are saying that, oh, that's way too difficult to achieve right now, finding your passion and using that in the field where you're at, it's like, yes, it can be challenging sometimes, but it is not impossible. And I think your story is a true testament that what you're passionate about, your personal experience, combining that with your professional day-to-day is simply possible. So with that last question, Christine, um, what does a meaningful life mean to you? That's a heavy question. (laughs) Uh, So personally, for me, I think a meaningful life is being able to wake up every day and sort of feel proud of where you are um, and sort of have an idea of where you're going um, and continuing to look forward. Um, That's sort of a a professional thought, um, the looking forward part. But I think, you know, on a personal note, definitely waking up and being like, yep, like 
I've done good things. Like I've come to be in a good place. Um, I know for me, um, we live very close to both of our families. We're able to spend a tremendous amount of time with them. Our son is constantly, you know, spending time with his grandparents, um, which is so important. He's an only child. Um, I'm an only child. My husband's an only child. I don't know how that happened. Um, but, you know, being surrounded by family is really important for us. And that is very meaningful to us. Like we, we made a purposeful choice to be this close to our family. Um, so to be able to have, you know, family dinners, um, that's really meaningful for us. So I think it's going to be different for everyone. Um, but I think if you can wake up in the morning and feel pretty good about where you are, like that's pretty meaningful in itself, I think. That's beautiful and definitely a great uh, reference for folks in terms of deciding what a meaningful life can be for them. I love the idea of just simply waking up every single morning and knowing that the day ahead is something that you'll be happy with, something you'll be proud of. And to your point, something really purposeful that you intentionally have built that way, which I think is pretty much what everyone needs right now in this crazy world. Well, Christine, agree. <laughs> I enjoy this conversation. I learned a lot, both on the professional side and on the selfish side of getting more information about <laughs> my surrogacy journey. So I'm very, very happy and thankful that um, we were able to meet today. And I'm sure a lot of people have also learned from you. So I want to give you the floor right now to share where they can reach you or get to know more about Circle Surrogacy. Yeah, absolutely. I think Circle's easy. They're circlesurrogacy.com. They're at Circle Surrogacy on all the socials. Um, and that's honestly how you can reach me through DMs. Um, I'm on the other side of, uh, of the receiving end of all of that. So um, that's definitely an easy way to reach me for sure. But I appreciate you having me on. This has been great. I love talking to intended parents. <laughs> And with that, Christine, again, thank you so very much and looking forward to hopefully more chats in the future in person when I meet you, when I go to Circle and eventually hand over to you a beautiful family picture with our first child. Fingers crossed. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye.